0: Episode 56, The Rant, Rob Moses, assistant varsity basketball coach at Cardozo High School, PSAL basketball official, and founder of More Than a Game, Incorporated. Rob Moses wears many hats, but they all have one common thread, the game of basketball. In this pod, we discuss his love for the said sport, his experience with coaching alongside with legend Ron Aclario, his experience officiating in New York City, and his give back and thank you to Queens, More Than a Game, Incorporated. All that and more. My conversation with Rob, now. The rant has been brought to you by Roar Organic. Everything your body needs, nothing it doesn't. There's a reason they say variety is the spice of life. And with their new organic line comes the following exciting flavors. Georgia peach, blueberry acai, cucumber watermelon, mango clementine, pineapple mint, strawberry coconut. Ah, Roar Organic uses a proprietary electrolyte blend created with organic coconut water, organic cane sugar, and sea salt. It's non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, no preservatives, and no artificial sweeteners. Just 2 grams of sugar and only 10 calories per serving. Visit Roar.land and use the code RefereeRant one word, in the checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase. That's Roar.land, code RefereeRant. The Rant has been brought to you by the revolutionary product for referees and all professionals alike, Knee Tucks. What the tuck? Traditional shirt stays have been tried and true, but never accounted for those professionals that have shorts as uniforms. What do you do when you officiate soccer or lacrosse or even basketball in the summer? Don't forget about baseball umpires, too. Enter Knee Tucks, which come in style and active versions. Don't get it twisted. You can even wear them at your 9-to-5, too. Listeners of the rant can visit neatucks.com and enter the coupon code referee rant one word and receive twenty percent off your initial order. That's referee rant one word. Happy tucking. Welcome to another edition of the rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref, with a special guest, assistant coach for Cardozo High School, um, high-level Board Thirty-Seven member of Brooklyn basketball official, as well as. Uh, the man that runs more than, more than a game basketball, Rob Moses. What's good, man? Good to see you, brother. Good to, good see, to see you. Good to see you, man. I good met him, here. I want to say like a month ago, we did a game at Carnarcy. Um, Maybe less.
1: About a month. I was
0: already impressed because there was no lanyard, and, and I always have a kindred <laughs> yeah. spirit of people that do that because um, it takes a bit of, of time to feel confident to do such a thing. Um, right. And, you know, I feel like I'm more involved with the game. You have to have much more of a patient official, so... Welcome to the show, man.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm, first, let me start off by saying I appreciate you coming to interview me. Um, I've been listening to a couple of your episodes, and I'm really impressed with what you've been able to accomplish, and I'm happy to be a part.
0: Cool, man. And and even when we had, like, right before when we were dressing up for our first game that we did together, you were like, uh, I kind of followed you already. I was like, hey, I'm referee, and you're like, word? Yeah, That's yeah. you? Yeah, because I, I guess I mean, it's, it's, it was like the weekend, you know what I mean? Like, right, you know how right. the weekend came out and yeah, it was like, yeah. who well, is this guy?
1: Right. I was like, now I can put the face with the Instagram folks.
0: Yeah, man. So just talk about your relationship with sports when you were growing up. What did you play? Oh, man. Um,
1: I played everything. I played baseball. I played football. I played basketball. We can start with baseball. Um, I hated it. You know, I played Little League right around the corner in St. Albans. Um, I think I played about three or four games, and then my fourth game, I got hit with the ball, you know. And the same thing I, I, happened to I, me. I told my mother, that's it. You know, I don't want to play this anymore. So, you know, we, we started to play I started to play basketball. You know, I, I really didn't like it. I started playing when I was about 12, maybe 11. And I didn't really, I wasn't good. You know, I was short. I wasn't really good yet. I didn't really find a passion for it yet. You know, I, I just got into watching the Knicks play. I began watching the Knicks. My father was a um, a big-time Nick fan, so I started watching, you know, the Charles Oakley era, John Stocks, you know, Hubert Davis, Patrick Ewing, of course, and I began to. That's when my passion started to begin with basketball. I started to enjoy watching it, so I started to want to play it and get better, and um, go to the park every day, and that's pretty much how basketball started. Mm,
0: did you play in I high school?
1: It, I played in I played in junior high school. Um, I played in IS fifty nine. Um. I played in uh, high school at Andrew Jackson until I got in trouble. You know my coaches. Uh, I don't know if you know Chuck Granby. He's real big time legend in Queens. You know, um, and you know I was a, a back up point guard, and I got into a little bit of trouble and fell off, and I never really was able to get back on. I played football as well at Jackson, which is now called Campus Magnet. I played football JV varsity, and um, same thing, got in a little trouble. And um, I, I failed off, and I never really was able to get back on. But I always took, st- stayed around basketball with, with Granby. He always kept me around. You know, the team managers, stuff like that, did the books. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. I always was, was on his coattail, as they say. And, you know, he taught me some things and how he runs his practices and how he runs things. And that's why I kind
0: of developed coaching. Mm. It's interesting that you say that you got in trouble as a kid. And I feel as though sports is always an outlet for... You know, even when you get into some trouble, it's like basketball or some other form of sport always structures you. Mm-hmm. You think that's why you gravitated towards Absolutely. it? Because
1: Absolutely. And I think, like you said, it helped me out a lot because I only got, tried to get good grades because of the sport.
0: Because
1: mm. they, you know, obviously you got to have a good grade point average and have to pass a few classes. And um, that's the only reason I did well in school. Other than that, I, I, I hated school, like mm-hmm. most teenagers, you know, but, you know, like I said, I never was able to get back on track. Like I wanted to, and my high school career was pretty much done after that mm. so is that how you got into coaching
0: by following um, following yeah, him? you know
1: I've never really like i said I, I I love the aspect of being around the team you know the, the 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 camaraderie you know the bonding that you have with your teammates and and obviously the girls you know and um you know I stuck around and and then once I got old enough when I was in school in college um uh like i i you know i I started coaching like youth like kids around the neighborhood you know just just fun you know just to stay out of trouble and and i and i gravitated that more than playing and um it just took off from there like my first year coaching i played a lot of local tournaments i mean i coached a lot of local tournaments with some neighborhood kids and we won a couple of tournaments you know and i kind of boost my ego a little bit i said you know what Maybe I, I might want to do this for a little bit. Mm. And it just took over from there.
0: So then how did you start elevating into uh, getting into uh, high school?
1: Um, My first year, like I said, I, I won a lot of tournaments. And I met this gentleman who happens to be my mentor now, uh, Roberto Diaz. And um, he was working at John Brown High School. He's the assistant coach there. He's been there for maybe 15, 16, 17 years now and you know we he used to have a team also so we used to always play each other in these local tournaments and i guess he he saw something in me that he liked mm. so we started to to, to establish a, a friendship and um we started to talk on um at that time it was um AOL aim messenger mm. so we used to talk almost every day and he give me pointers as what i should do and what he you know think i what kind of philosophy i should have and and we just became friends you know and, and the friendship is still here to this day and um, I asked him about high school basketball, how do I get into it, and things of that nature. And he brought me on, I think maybe 2002, as a video coordinator. So I was filming the games and just doing scouting reports for the varsity team. And it took off from there. I joined the staff after that. I've been there. I was at uh, Bound for about eight years. And then, you know, I worked my way up. I was like the third assistant coach, and, you know, everything went well. And um, then I got a call to assistant coach at thomas edison high school and you know I, I was there we won a couple of uh queen's championships and from there you know i took a year off i did i was there for four years i took a year off my, my wife got pregnant and she was little like uh oh, spend some time with the family da, da, da. and i took a year off and i was real bored i i must say i haven't haven't coached for at that time maybe uh six seven years i just that's all i did so when I took that break, it killed me because I didn't have anything going on, just the kids. And um, I reached out to the Clario, Ron DeClario at Cardoza High School, and I asked him, I said, he you looking for another assistant coach? And I just was winging it, you know, because most of the time when you have someone of that stature, they normally bring coaches on that either went to the school or played for him, you know? So, and I I didn't either. You know, we used to have battles. I'm on the bench and I used to see him running up and down the court with his antics. I was like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> You know, but he always won. He mm-hmm. won a lot of games in Queens. So I said, you know what? Let me go on a limb and ask him. If he doesn't need another assistant coach because I he saw me all the time on the bench at Thomas Edison, on the bench at uh, John Brown. So he knew that I coached. You know, and um, I didn't think I was gonna get a response from him. He reached out to me. and said, sure. He said, you know, come on down. I interview you, and um, the rest is history. How many years ago was that now? Uh, this would be my sixth season there. It's about five or six years now. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Um, So what's interesting is that I didn't even know that about you. I knew that you were the assistant coach, and I found that surprising, especially considering that you officiate, because Mm -hmm. that doesn't really go hand in hand. And you know, I'll just say that I I coach a volleyball team, but I have nothing to do with officiating it. Even though I do 10 sports, I don't think I could ever... I'm too close to the game in volleyball, and... The thing with basketball is at least there's a lead and a trail, and it right. kind of mirrors the game. Right. In volleyball, a high-level volleyball game, you're still on a chair, and you're just making yeah, the, fall, yeah. the call. So it's not—it doesn't translate the same way same basketball way. does. Right. But having said that, how did, what planted the seed for you to start officiating? Uh,
1: Roberto Diaz. You know, he started officiating first, and he said, yo, we should get into it. You know, it's, it'll help you be a better coach. Um, to know the rules a little better, he got into it first. So we took the—I might get my my years mixed up—but we took the test um, the same time. We think I want to say 2012 mm-hmm. or 2013. We took the IABO test. Um, unfortunately, I didn't take it seriously, and I I missed a couple of classes, and I wound up failing the first year. And um, you know, and and the instructor was Ernie Rud, Rudliff. I think his name is. He, told, he said in the beginning of class, begin, the first day of class, if you miss any day, you might as well just quit now because everything I teach you is what you're going to need for the test. And every day is important. And, you know, me being a knucklehead, not really wanting to be a ref, I'm just doing it because Roberto Diaz, my mentor, told me, get into it. I filled the first year. Thing got like a 40 or something like that. So I said, damn, you know. So the second year, I, I did it again. You know, Rob Rob Diaz paid for it. He said, "Yo, you should get into it. It's good. You become a better um, coach." And at this
0: point, he passed already, right? He passed. Yeah. Okay, he but passed he still already. was was still encouraging me. Do he was it. still pushing me. And normally, when
1: he tells me to do things, I normally he's normally right. So I say, you know what, I'll, I'll try again. I went back. Um, the classes was at McClancy High School. I was there every day. I think it was about maybe ten classes. I was there every day, and I wanted passing. You know, and that was, I felt kind of relieved because I didn't think I was going to pass, Mm. you know, because coaching and and officiating, like you said, is two different things, you know, but you have to know the rule book. That's what's important. If you're going to, if you're
0: going to complain at a high level. Yeah, yeah. Know what you're talking
1: about. The rule book is very important. I'm I'm thinking as a, as a player, you know, you, you, you think, you know, the rules as a player.
0: Mm.
1: No, totally different. Totally different. The rule book is, is the Bible.
0: So um, it was a culture shock to you yeah, when, when you absolutely. knew that. And you're like, man, this is the game that I know. This is the game that
1: I've been coaching in. And I and I thought I knew it all as mm. a player, but it's totally different. So like I said, I passed it, and I aced the floor test. And, um, you know, I, I like I said, I really didn't want to do it. I was just doing it because Rob said do it. But once I got in it and saw how, how um, the rules were and how better of a coach I was because of it, you know, I stopped yelling at the referees much. You know, I, I stopped yelling at all. I never... You know, I was always one of those guys that tried to intimidate the referees. Mm. Being young coach, you know, just yelling, and screaming, not understanding like the, the game, totally. And um, after that, I stopped. You know, because now I understood what they saw, what they, you know, what their perspective was, and it just changed me as a coach altogether. And I thought that I think it helped a lot.
0: Maybe that's the key for uh, all coaches. Maybe they should just take the refereeing class yeah, so they can stop yelling at me. Absolutely, it's a big
1: difference. It's big. Like it's it's it's, it's some rules in the book that. You know, I've been playing my whole life and I've been coaching for a long time. That I didn't even know, you know, and it just a lot of coaches still don't know. You know, when I officiate games now, they don't they. I had a coach not too long ago. Um, I think it was a middle school game. And he said, oh, that's a that's an eight second backcourt. Eight seconds. I, you know, is we, we doing, you know, pros or are we doing high school? You, you should know?
0: have been like Kevin Durant's here.
1: Where is he? At? Yeah, it was. <laughs> but it's this coach been coaching long as long as I know, mm-hmm. you know. So, But that, that's that's the coaching. A lot of these coaches, they don't know. They hmm. don't know the rules. They just out there, some of them out there screaming and yelling and not knowing what's in that book.
0: Can you remember the first time that you did officiate and the type of nerves that it had?
1: Uh, it was in a local tournament. I think it was maybe 2002, 2013. And it was actually Go Hard, Go Home, right around the corner from um, where I live. And I think it was like a 12 and under game, maybe. 12 and under. And I was nervous. I didn't. I, I knew the rules. I knew the mechanics. But I felt like I didn't know what I was doing out there. Mm. You know, it was just a po- totally different when it, the game is live and the game means something to both teams, both coaches. But after that, I got the nerves out. You know, I got a couple of tu- tutelage from um, a couple of other officials that were there at the time, and it's been history ever since then. And I just, you know, I, I'm not a great official. I think I'm pretty good. I you disagree.
0: Know? You're you're a good official.
1: Okay, I will I'll say I'm I'm pretty good, you know, but it just it's in the rule book. Everything is in the rule book and just watching these these other good officials, seeing what they do and and kind of mirroring what they do and that's how I, I kind of
0: go about things. So, what one interesting that I I did want to speak on, so the duality of being a coach. So, you know, like I mentioned before, as always, I I'm a volleyball coach, but mm-hmm. for some reason whenever there's a controversial call, since everyone knows that I'm a ref, they'll go What'd you think about that play? And I'm like, dude, I'm not reffing right now. Right? Right, like, I don't right, want right. to, do they do that on the bench with you? Um, Sometimes. Sometimes I get that. Especially when my other assistant coaches
1: at Cardoza, you know, they ask me, was that a travel? I say, yeah. Was he, was that a, yeah. Was that a goaltend? Yeah. You know, so some things they ask me, you know, and I can kind of concur, mm. you know. So it's helpful. It's very helpful.
0: Um, do you remember one of your first moments of coaching and, and how nerving that is? Coaching, now I was, I
1: was, I don't think I was ever nervous. I thought it was just at the time when I first started. I thought I was just helping the kids in the community. Mm. You know, it, it, I didn't really get serious about it until I started coaching high school. Mm. You know, it just came natural, and I thought that's why I should do this. You know,
0: so to my understanding, you officiate PSAL games, correct? Yep. I do. I do
1: JV games. Okay, because obviously I, I coach at Cardozo and the Coach Varsity, so Bremer normally doesn't give me any, any varsity games.
0: So how do you work on that schedule and making it airtight? So, um, know. Well, this, the way the schedule was set up in PSCL, the varsity
1: games are Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I normally ref Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So I tell Brema ahead of time, you know, I say Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm available between this time and this time. And he gives me a load of games. Always works? Always. You know, when I first started... He used to give me all Brooklyn games, all like downtown Brooklyn, no parking. So I guess now that I'm in it now and he sees that I'm focused, he gives me Queens games, no problem. Head in parking it. now? No problem. No problem. <laughs> I'm there on time, early, ready to go.
0: So I find that interesting that you do both and you're able to manage all those things. Um, how do you think coaching has helped uh, officiating and how has officiating helped your coaching?
1: Uh, Well, like I said, you know, just to, just knowing the rules. You know, um, as a official I get to kind of explain. I get to be level-headed with the coaches a little bit and, and, and be more, you know, because there's some referees, that's not, that don't communicate right. at all with the with the coaches. Or even the players. Like, you know, I try to talk to the coaches if I can because some coaches you can't talk to. And I try to communicate with the players and just, just be mindful of what they don't understand or what they don't get. And um, that's it, it's helped me in that aspect. As a coach, like I said, you know, I don't yell at the referees anymore. I barely even talk to them. You know, some of them, now that I'm in it, now I know a lot of the referees, so they know me. Um, You know, just like I said, just the rules, man. It's just a lot of these guys don't know the rules. Both, both ends. The referees too, you know. Everybody's still learning. Yeah. You know, everybody's learning.
0: So how do you think coaching has hurt you? Are officiating, and how has officiating hurt your coaching? Hurt?
1: Um... I wouldn't say it hurt.
0: Uh, you know, everything is. I think
1: I look at everything as a positive. I don't. I wanna say anything hurt.
0: I think if anything, it's just that um, you're being pulled in two different worlds, and you're. I don't think you're I, neglecting anything, but I think that. Um, well, maybe your aspiration isn't to do high level basketball yeah, I, either. So. I mean, I'm not focused
1: on being, you know, a, a college official. You know, I, I do this for the love. You know, I, I love officiating the kids. I love officiating high school, and I'm I'm fine with that. You know, I'm I I max out at JV. I don't care. You know, I. I love coaching, so mm. I'm able to balance it out, and I actually love doing both. You know, um, I hate to say it, but it's, as a as a referee, coaching these JV games, I get to recruit the next crop of kids going into varsity. I so like I that. get to see
0: who I is going to be
1: next up. So when we get to varsity, I know that kid does this, he does mm. that. So I, that's one thing I like about it. You know, I get to see these kids before they get to the varsity level.
0: Mm. So clearly, after everything that you said so far, is Uh, that you played it. You coached little kids in the beginning. Now you're an assistant coach at Dozo, obviously, and and you officiate uh, PSAL games. Uh, So you're obviously a great ambassador to the game. So just talk a little bit about more than a game, more than a game uh, basketball. How did you start that?
1: Um, You know, More Than a Game is a a nonprofit organization that I started. Me and my partner, Kim Bolson, started um, maybe 2000... uh, Maybe 14, 15, you know, because, you know, I coached around all over the city. And in Queens, there was no real good quality tournaments, you know, and they had just gotten rid of Nike Switch, which was the big tournament in the city. They got rid of it for whatever reason. You know, that was a big tournament I used to have my teams in, and a couple other tournaments in Queens, they just stopped running. So I told my partner, Kim, I said, yo, we should do a local tournament. There's a park right around the corner, of St. Oman's Park, that's not being utilized. Nice rim. Nice park. Um, why not try to do something? So we started, uh, it was, I think it was the first tournament we did was for little kids. You know, that, that went well. So we started to elevate up to 14-under, 16-under. And then eventually we did high school. And we felt that high school was probably a bigger draw. So we started to focus more um, on high school. And then we got a, a, a sponsorship from Under Armour. They gave us some balls and, you know, some gear. And they wanted the high school level kids so we just normally just stuck to high school and we're in a year maybe eight nine now and still going strong you know we also do like youth clinics you know i hire a couple of trainers they do you know some trainers and some coaches and they put together a nice clinic for us you know free clinics for the kids in the neighborhood um that's pretty much it so we pretty much just do local tournaments leagues and tournaments and run clinics and is, so far, it's been it's been going well. Is that
0: difficult to uh, to manage all of that stuff? To uh, find the uh, you know the, the park space, the 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 date, uh, trying to get kids to uh, or or coaches and teams to get get people to uh, be involved in the tournaments.
1: Not so much now because now I'm I'm pretty much a fixture in the high school culture and Queens basketball high school. So everyone knows me, so they call me. Even now, I'm still getting calls. The, the tournament's full for the summer. I'm still getting calls and emails. Teams want to get in, you know. But it's not it's not it's not hard to balance at all. You know, the park space is already reserved for us every summer now. Mm. You know, we take care of our paperwork early, get our permits and the insurance. Everything's taken care of. I have a nice nice staff that volunteer their time to come out and help us out. You know, we serve food and and it's it's a really good event. You know, hopefully, you know, I give you a, give you a call. You could do some games. I would, I would love like to see, that. Love to see you out there doing your thing.
0: Also, I would like to have the media pass for referee Rant so we could do a nice little. You won't even need that. You won't even need to get that. You come in whenever you want. Come whenever you want. Cool, man. And you know, having said that, what do you what do you look for in officials to uh, officiate that? Because obviously, this is your name. This yeah, is it's, your.
1: it's at this point, it's it's high level high school basketball. You know, I'll go. Excuse me. I'll go early on. Was to to try to be different than what we saw. A lot of street ball, a lot mm. of rucker park. You know, stuff like that. We wanted to. Since I coach high school, we said, you know what? Why don't we do, like a summer league for high school teams that want to keep their varsity teams together during the summertime so they can build that chemistry going into next year. So we've been doing that the past five, six years now. And we've been getting, you know, Cardozo, of course. John, so you've been getting double-A teams. Oh, just John, John bound Van Buren, uh, Brooklyn Law, you know, um, all the way to, you know, uh, everybody, everybody, in Francis Lewis, Bayside, everybody in Queens, August Martin, every, every high school team in Queens pretty much played in the tournament. And we branched out to a lot of Brooklyn teams. They, they're trying to come out here now. You know, Aramis Hall, um, like I said, Brooklyn Law, um, a couple of uh, boys and girls, a couple of other teams come out and they, they participate. And it's like I said, it's a summer league. They come, they bring their Rossi teams out. they you know, and they just play four or five regular season games going to the playoffs. It's very highly, highly competitive. You know, these teams are trying to win. Um, oh, high School Construction, they won a couple of times, positive direction. Um, it's, it's 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 been going good. It's been going strong. You know, we had a couple of players that are actually in college now, dominating. That played in our tournament. A couple of pros that are in the NBA now that are played in our tournament. So it's 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 a big thing. It's a big thing in Queens. You know, mm-hmm. we I wouldn't say we're the best in Queens, but I think we one of the best. I think Lincoln Park has a really good tournament in um on the other side, the south side of Queens. And my man Dion Marrick from Real Skills put together a nice tournament. So, you know, we just doing this together, you know, because at the end of the day, we're just doing this for the kids, giving them something to do during the summertime. You know, it's it's just summer basketball. You mm-hmm. know, It's the best time of the year. Everybody's out, you know, so it's great. The fact that
0: you're saying that you're still sifting out through emails and calls and people are still having the interest of being more than a game basketball summer tournament. Um, do you have any plans of expanding it to maybe another another location to service them as well? Uh I've been getting a lot of interest in that,
1: but I think I like it in my home park, St. Olm's Park. It's real small, real intimate. I'm able to, you know, do a lot of a lot of things. Cause the more you, more teams you have, the more headaches, mm. the more you know forfeits and things right. like that. I like it real small and intimate. You know, all the culture that I deal with, I've dealt with on a personal basis as well, doing a regular season. So it's, it's 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 good right now. I like the way the direction is going. You know, we're not trying to compete with anybody. We're just doing, staying in our lane, doing what we do. And so far, it's been working.
0: Mm. Okay, so having said all that, with your coaching, uh, running more than a game basketball, as well as officiating, what are your summer plans?
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm married uh, and I have three kids. And um, at this point, it's, it's, my wife already knows that during June and July, it's all basketball. And in August, late August, normally we go on vacation. So during the summertime, it's all MTG, that's what it's the nickname, Morning The Game, MTG. And um, that's what my summer's all about, just um, running that tournament. And I also help out with Cardoza during the summertime. I can't really help out as much as I want when they play in different tournaments throughout the city, but I help out as much as I can. And um, that's pretty much my summer. Like Mm. I said, in August, late August, I normally take a two-week vacation with my family, you know, and that's it. They already know that during the summertime, It's it's strictly basketball. And now my sons are a little older now, so now they can help me out in the park, you know, do some, you know, volunteer work. And it's it's, it's, it's going. I like the direction it's going.
0: Mm. So after everything that you said, what do you think are the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are in terms of officiating, in terms of being a coach, as well as running MTG?
1: Just being focused, being dedicated, you know, and being committed. Because it's like you said, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, trying to balance my schedule, my work schedule. Um, but I, when you love something, it's it's not really a job. It's not really work. You just, you're doing it with the kindness of your heart. And I love what I do. And then I get to network with a lot of people. I see I met you. You know, we worked the game. We we, we kicked it off. We hit it off early. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just about networking and just keep it going.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, just MTG, referee, ran. It, it only helps each other when yeah. you realize that yep. um, there's just so much room for this. There's so many it doors is. to be knocked down and... Um, you know, it's, it's already an honor to meet you.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel the same way about you. I, like I said, I, I heard the interview with Skylar Cardoza Spinas. You know, that's my guy. He had super bounce back yeah, then, yeah, right? He was good. He was good. So you that's, know, I the, never, I never coached him, but I, you know, I used to see him play. He's a little, he's a little younger than me. Um, but I, I used to see him playing all the time and he was good.
0: He was mm. good. Um, so you also mentioned Rob Diaz and how much of a influence he has been in terms of officiating as well as coaching, um, other than that, do you have any other mentors you want to speak on as well as um, how do you think they have shaped the way you mentor people after you?
1: Um, mentors is, is in the basketball world is it's just Rob Diaz. Like he I don't know if you know him, but he's a he's a real good guy, he's a genuine guy, he does a lot of things for the, the from the from the kindness of his heart. You know, he's a left rack city guy, so he gets to do a lot of left rack city kids and you know, Ron Aclario, of course, you know, he's he's taught me a lot as well. You know, he's probably one of the best. Uh, I, You know, a lot of people, they they see the antics. I don't know if you've ever seen him coach, but they see the antics of him. On I a, saw
0: your game at con, uh, versus construction. I think it was okay. a playoff game, if yeah, you remember that. they see that him
1: one. jumping up and down and screaming and yelling. And they think, you know, this guy's crazy. Mm. And that's what I thought before going into the situation. There's a method
0: to his madness. But
1: the guy is probably the most prepared coach that I've ever been around. You know, he, he, he scouts every team. You know he 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 knows every play of every opponent. Like he he's he's phenomenal, and that's one thing I've learned from just being prepared. You know, and so I can I, I consider him a mentor. You know, I'm going to see him in a few minutes. We got some workouts, and we got a coaches meeting later, so we're gonna see him. Um, Mike Blissett, he's another assistant coach there. He's been he's been on the staff for a long time. He's a long time assistant coach. Billy Medley, you know, he's a long time assistant coach. Who so Scott talked about too. Yeah, the- you know, he's he's he's. he's you know like like Scott said, he doesn't get a lot of credit you know but billy billy is is the backbone of Cardoza basketball people don't know that, and he's he's real low key he's not really you know into the media and wants attention but he's like scholar said he's a big he's a big part of Cardoza basketball. people only see Clarion. but it's more to the it's more to the system than what people see mm. you know and those are i would say those are my mentors right now I don't really you know i I deal with a lot of people, but those are my you know in the basketball world, those are my mentors.
0: Right, and and you know, being a coach is you're automatically a mentor to kids. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. they look up to you, yeah. and you give them the direction. How do you think that all of them, as well as your experience yourself, has uh, shaped the way you mentor people, especially okay. like new officials, new coaches, and people trying to break in this game?
1: Well, as far as players, you know, I never had like I, I, I'm the only only boy in my family. You know, I have a lot of sisters, and um, so. When I coach, I'm more like a big brother to these guys. You know, I try to keep it on that level so they can come talk to me and right. be level headed. As well as the X and O's and the game plan and things like that. But more so the the being a big brother, somebody that they come talk to outside of basketball. And it translates into the game because now they feel they can trust you. Mm-hmm. They know what you know you know what you're talking about. And um as far as uh coaches, um you know, I have a couple of players that I, that came through my programs and, you know, I I, I kind of mentored them and, and showed them how to, you know, about b- doing clinics and things like that. Getting involved in basketball, getting more involved in basketball. And um, I have a couple of guys. Um, what else? What was the other? What was the other? There was one more.
0: Just just how did you, how was every, all of your experience shaped the way you mentored people?
1: You know, just in life, man. It's just. See, people think it's just basketball, but I think it's it's you know when you can when you can impact the kid, you know, because um, a lot of these kids are they might have a single parent home, you know, and it, and it helps me as well because I'm a parent, so I try to make sure with my kids that um you know I'm I'm there for them because a lot of these kids they don't have you know the the structure, so I I make sure I instill that in my family having structure, you know that's important to me. Family's important to me.
0: Mm. Um, so, after saying everything on that regard, um, what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go, and where exactly do you want to go in terms of officiating, coaching, as well as MTG?
1: Um, officiating is is is
0: you're good where you are. Yeah,
1: I'm 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 not one of those guys that are trying to go to all these camps and, mm. and be seen everywhere, and that's just not my aspirations, right? Yeah,
0: here. see, like when I met you, I was like, man, you're really good, and if you focused on it, you yeah. probably would go yeah, far. Yeah, but I, to me, it looked like. You want the elliptical right quick. Right, right, yeah, I just want to make sure I, I still love it. Get the you skill.
1: know, I, I love. I like having. It's, it's, it's fun to me. You know, it's it's, it's the business obviously because you're getting paid, so you're providing the service. So you want to make sure you know what you're doing out there. Mm. But like I said, I'm I do not have the aspiration to be a, a big time college official, big time you know NBA pro official. You know, I, I like what I'm doing right now. I enjoy it. You know, I'm I, I feel that like I'm good at it, and you know, I think the 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 better you are and the more you know your craft, the more games you get. So I think that a testament. My phone is always going off with guys when they assign me to different games. So I think that's a a good a good testament of of knowing what I'm supposed to do. Right. I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as coaching, I'm you know I have a, I have a full time job, so I'm not really looking into being a high level coach. Maybe when I retire one day, I, maybe that be something I look into. But right now, I, I like the the high school level. I like mentoring. I like um. Just coaching at this level, kind of shaping and molding these kids. You know, so that's been fun for me.
0: And what about MTG? Where do you see, uh, where do you want that to go in?
1: Um, sky's the limit, you know. Like my guy Skylar, sky's the limit. You know, hopefully we get some, some, some sponsorships and um, keep helping these kids in the community and keep being able to give these kids gear and giving them a, a good product as far as competition-wise. And, you know, we've been doing a good job. Mm. You know, so just sky the limit. Whatever happens, happens. You
0: know. One more officiating question that I had for you is: um, <laughs> Would you ever consider officiating another sport? And if if you did, what what do you think it would be?
1: Um, maybe football. Yeah, I I'm, I probably this is just I'm just throwing football out there, but I probably this is just basketball the rest of my life. But if I did, it'll be football, mm. just because I like the game. Like football's growing. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's actually, you know, I had my my kids in football, and you know, at first I was kind of hard on them and and doing more with the game, and they didn't really like it too much. Then after seeing the concussions and all this stuff, maybe maybe you shouldn't play football. Maybe, maybe flag they are football. Right. Yeah, maybe yeah. flag football might be better for you. So I, I do see flag football really being big in the city soon.
0: Mm. So this dude, this was been great. Um, I'm happy I got to know you. I'm appreciative of your friendship. This is definitely gonna grow from years to come. Do you have any final things that you want to say before we part ways?
1: Um, Just, you know, I'm, I appreciate the, the opportunity to come talk on your podcast. I think you're doing a really good job. You know, like you said, it's a, it's a lane for everything. Yeah. You know, you definitely exploiting that and um, just
0: keep up the good work. Yeah, man. How could we find you for uh, MTG? More information on that.
1: MTG on Instagram and in Twitter is at MTG basketball. And, um, you know, we have information on there about upcoming leagues, upcoming tournaments, Upcoming clinics, you can always find information on there. We always update it. And, um, you know, that's
0: what it is. Mm. MTG basketball. Summer summer 19. Cool, man. And um, I'm looking forward to reffing it. I'm looking forward to, uh, we'll talk about what I have an idea for off air. But uh, for the birds in the background, (laughs) Rob Moses, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We're signing out. Peace.
1: Peace out.